Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. Let me give you a quick update on our fundraising campaign that we ran last week. Um, with the phones and those giving online, uh, of course, we know where we're at there, but for those who support our ministry by check, it may take us a week or two before we actually see that, especially those who donate from Canada. It takes a long time for the mail now to cross the border with COVID. So we'll try to give you an update uh, later in the week or maybe next week of where we are. We can say that uh, from our online giving and our phone donations over the phone this last week, we were below what we normally would be at at this point. And so would you consider maybe helping us with a donation this week? Maybe you didn't catch our program last week, and that happens sometimes. People uh, are not able to tune in our regular listening audience. And so our goal is $15,000. And so we need to continue to ask you to help us with that. We are open during regular business hours. The number to call is 800-616-0082. That's 800-616-0082. Well, folks, has it ever occurred to you that the United States is not mentioned in Bible prophecy? That's always been something that's puzzled me through the years, even as a kid. I could never understand or imagine how in the world America is not going to be there in Bible prophecy. We're one of the major leaders of the world. Our influence is great. The technology and the blessings of this nation has influenced so many around the world. Our military might is second to none and the technology we have here, a second to none. How could this be? Let me read to you a list of nations that are mentioned in the Bible that will be there in Bible prophecy, end time prophecy. Now, like if I were to say Jordan, well, that includes Ammon and Moab and Edom, and they're mentioned in the Bible, and that's parts of Jordan. But then also you've got other areas that are listed that will be kind of repeated again in this list. Arabia is mentioned will be there. Well, that includes nations today like Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Qatar, and parts of Iraq, and and also, again, parts of Jordan. Then you have uh, Aram, Syria, and Damascus. Well, of course, that's going to be the nation, uh, modern nation of Syria today. You've got Assyria mentioned in the Bible. Well, that's Iraq. Uh, as we know it today. Canaan, that's the northern part of Israel and southern parts of Lebanon. You've got the uh, nation of Cush. We know that today as Ethiopia and parts of the Sudan and Somalia. And it might include other parts of Africa. The Decapolis includes parts of Israel and Jordan. The Dedan and Sheba, well, that's we know that as Saudi Arabia. Gomer. That's the Ukraine going as far west as Germany. Kittim or Chittim is the island of Cyprus. You've got Magog, uh, sometimes called Rus, Rosh, or Gog. A lot of people point that to be Russia. Part of that, I think, includes Turkey, though. But you've got Mishak and Tubal, and that actually is Turkey or Gog. You've got Midian 
and Midian is the western, northwestern part of Saudi Arabia and parts of Jordan. Uh, Mizarim, that's Egypt. The Philistia, that's Gaza. Phoenicia, that's Lebanon. Persia is Iran in some parts of Iraq. I'm not sure quite how you pronounce it, Futput or Putput. That's Libya and possibly parts of Algeria and Tunisia. Skithia, Skithia is southern part of Russia. Tugarma is Turkey and parts of Armenia. And so these are areas that are mentioned in the Bible uh, that will be having a play, a role in end time prophecy, but nothing of the Americas, North or South America. The question then that logically is raised is what does that mean? Does it just mean that we'll still have our, you know, existence and all these things will unfold in that uh, theater uh, that we're talking about with Israel and, and all that? Or does something happen to the, the continents? And I think we have to ask this question. Can a nation get to a point where they can do anything that they want and become too big to fail? Like America, you know, it was Ben Bernanke, wasn't it, that came up with that term, with that verbiage of to being too big to fail. We had the big turn down financially of 2008. Banks had run out of money for our country to kind of kickstart our economy again. We took the taxpayers' money and bailed out companies that were told to us that were just too big to fail. The, they're essential for our, our economy to continue. AIG, the American International Group, uh, General Motors, Bank of America, Citicorp were some of the recipients of this and named as too big to fail. And here's the problem, folks, is that I feel that we in the West, Europe, the Americas, especially here in the United States, we have an exemption card. We can do whatever we want to do. Since God has not destroyed us already, I guess he's okay with us continuing where we are and what we're doing. And I'm here to tell you that we're mistaking God's mercy and God's long suffering that he has for us. That God is suffering long and, and patient with us, hoping and praying that we would see the error of our ways and return back to him. And I want you to know, I feel with every conviction in my body that there's still hope. There is an opportunity for repentance. Regardless of how deep we fall into our sin, regardless of how far we anger God, we will never push God to the point uh, there that, that, that if we don't repent, he will not receive us. If we repent, God will, uh, will, will honor his promises and will have mercy upon us. And, uh, but it's a dangerous ground to be standing in, to think that we can do whatever we want and God's going to be okay with it. Let me share with you something that Colonel Lawrence Wilkerson wrote. It's been a few years now that he wrote this. He used to be the chief of staff for Cohen Powell. And in his uh, research, he was looking at former empires. And what were the things that brought them down? What were the trends? What were some of the things that are 
signs of a failing empire. And he looked at Babylon, looked at the, the Greece, and looked at Rome, looked at these great empires of the past, and boy, were they great. They were. But the things, the mistakes that they had made, guess what? We're doing them now. We're exhibiting these same things. One of the things that we can look for is, uh, is staggering debt. When we become as a nation uh, so riddled with debt that it is a sign that an empire is failing. Well, that should be a no-brainer. If you don't have the money in your coppers, in the, in the accounts, in the national accounts to pay for your needs, your security, your governing of your nation, and you have to go into debt to govern your nation, uh, you're in trouble, especially if you continue to do it decade after decade after decade after decade and don't take seriously your debt because it's going to lead to the very next thing, and that's debasing the currency of the nation. And eventually, if you keep going into staggering debt, you start printing money. You don't borrow anymore from anyone because no one's going to loan money to you anymore. No other nations out there are going to say, you're a credible risk. No, instead, you just start printing your own money. And is that not what we've been doing? We just simply pass bills and say, we're going to spend another $3 trillion on this and $5 trillion on this and $2 trillion on this and all that kind of stuff as if we have the money. And we in the citizenry are happy to receive these stimulus checks, but we don't realize that we are actually uh, poking holes in the vessel that keeps us afloat and debasing the currency. Another um, sign of a failing empire that's in trouble is runaway corruption. Oh my goodness. Is that not what's going on there in our nation today? We have corruption at the highest levels. And we keep pretending that it's okay. We keep looking the other way. Let me read to you a passage out of Ezekiel chapter 12. Son of man, thou dwellest in the midst of a rebellious house, which have eyes to see and see not. They have ears to hear, and hear not, for they are a rebellious house. We live in such a time that we are just like that. We, we don't want to know the facts. We don't even want to be told. We have eyes to see it. We see things going on in the news, and the destruction of our cities, and destruction of our country, and the destruction of our government, and we see corruption, and we act like nothing to see here. Go home. I mean, it was just laughable the things we've been watching on the tv things unfolding before their very eyes before you know behind them saying you know this is a peaceful rally here this is a peaceful protest and they're burning down buildings <laughs> you know is, is it yeah, there's nothing to see here we have eyes to see but we're not going to see that and stuff going on in in social media and all that kind of stuff and shutting down the information ears to hear but they you know we don't want to hear that we're not going to let you hear what we want you to hear. Corruption. Runaway corruption. Destroying upward mobility. 
Upward mobility is for the opportunity for people to better themselves economically so, and, and socially. And we got this idea that this kind of new government is what we need, and that is socialism. We need to share the wealth. We need to redistribute the wealth, take away from the rich, and give to the poor. And so, have you ever noticed that socialism never talks about um, about making money and producing it? All is about it never talks about producing wealth. All it talks about is taking away from the haves to give to the have-nots. And I love what what Margaret Thatcher said so well. And with great wisdom, she said this, the problem with socialism is that eventually you run out of other people's money. And those who adopt that type of government has always failed. So destroying upward mobility, staggering debt, debasing the currency, runaway corruption. What's another sign that Colonel Wilkerson wrote about? Apathy and greed. Well, the apathy is just what I just talked about. We don't see anything here. We have eyes to see, but, you know, we don't see it. And the greed, the greed is just simply this. I don't want to take personal responsibility for myself and for my needs, for my health, for my wealth, for my retirement. I'm going to say, big government, you take care of that for me so I don't have to worry about it. And little do they know, their greed of just saying, I love that stimulus check and I'll take all that stuff. They don't realize that it's actually going to be their own destruction. Folks, I'm here to tell you, perhaps one of the reasons we're not mentioned in Bible prophecy is that because of our own foolishness, we bring our own destruction upon ourselves. That's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.